PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is a Froggy Wednesday, and today we are joined by number 104 in the FedEx Cup standings. That means he is playing this week at the uh, first event in the FedEx Cup live from Memphis. Please welcome to the show. He has been on a hot run lately. It is Callum Terran. Callum, thank you so much for coming in, man. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to uh, it's a pleasure to be on the pod. So it's our first week of the FedEx Cup playoffs coming off a great week at the Wyndham. I know you had a had a nice finish there shooting six or seven under on Sunday. If you could talk about the golf course a little bit there at the Wyndham and talk about how really, truly amazing it is. Tom Kim starts off with an eight on the first hole of the event and ends up winning by four shots. How miraculous is that comeback coming from another tour player? Yeah, so the uh, the golf course was really really nice um it was in great shape and it's i think there was a premium on hitting fairways um mm-hmm. and then once you got it in the fairway the greens were so there's so much undulation in the greens um that i think you need to be really clever with your approaches there was there was flags that you could you could go after but then there was times that you were just hitting to a hitting to a spot where you could try and make par from um but yeah, it was a, the golf course was incredible. Uh, greens were probably the best I've put it on this year, actually, in regards wow. to um, yeah, the the, the, the coverage. It was, they were just beautiful. Um, but yeah, to, I seen that on. I think it was Thursday. Started with a with a quad, yeah. and ended up shooting three under. And I was like, holy moly, that's some golf. Um, that is, that's insane. Then, I mean, to give up four shots on your first hole. On the first hole, you're now four over par. And you got 35 holes left just to make, I mean, just to try to make the cut is ridiculous. And then to to do what he did, that's, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, to go on and win from making quad at the first is just incredible. Um, and hats off to him for doing that. Obviously, he's one of the players that was a non-member and managed to um, get to the playoffs, which is awesome. And now he's a winner and he gets to go to the tournament of champions uh, in Hawaii. And yeah, it's, it's an incredible, uh, incredible feat for Tom. It is. I love to see these young guys like this and we'll, we'll get more into the other stuff that's going on later on in the, in the, in the podcast here. But I, I keep saying this, that people who think the tour is in trouble because of the people that are leaving the guys that are here, that would be you as well. The young guys that are coming up, there is so much talent out there and there's so much talent for us to learn and see that the PGA tour is in a wonderful spot. And there are guys that do want to play on the PGA tour and they will be given the arena in which to show how amazing they are at golf, just as much as the guys who are leaving. So the tour is in a really, really good spot. Yeah. I mean, personally, I said this a few weeks ago in an interview, um, golf will keep producing stars of the game. Um, I mean, look, happened, look what happened with Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, all coming from Corn Ferry. Right. to be top top 10 players in the world um and personally it's gonna that's gonna keep happening um so i believe like you say the pga2 is in a great position um and this next graduating class from the conferry i guarantee you 
if it doesn't happen right away in a couple of years' time, one of them will be a big star. So, yeah, I'm kind of um, I'm very honoured to be a PGA Tour member. Um, I've always wanted to get to the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and having played my first season out there as a rookie, um, and obviously managing to keep my card, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier. I'm, it's it's such a wonderful platform and. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. It really is. Let's talk about your rookie season and that you've had. I know it didn't start off exactly probably the way that you wanted to start off, but here recently, you've had one hell of a run that I believe really people started to take notice after 33 holes at the U.S. Open, you were leading the U.S. Open. And I think that's where people kind of said, hey, this Callum, uh, this, this Callum Taren kid is, is pretty damn good at golf. Um, talk about your come up to the PGA tour for us. It started at the U S open for you. It obviously started long before that. Yeah. So I, um, when I graduated college, I went to Radford in Virginia, graduated in 2014. Um, and while I was at a college, I always wanted to turn professional. So I went home, uh, after I graduated, kind of tried to figure a few things out, mainly how I was going to be able to afford to play professional golf a um, few sponsors at the time, a few people had said they were going to help me out. It never really materialized. And I worked that full summer of 2014 and pretty much all of 15. Um, I was just trying to save as much money as I could, uh, cleaning golf carts and working at a golf course. Wow. And then I decided um, to go to PGA Tour of China Q School in, I think it was January of 16. Um I always remember I, I didn't have much money in the bank and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. Um, right. And I think back back then it might have cost maybe three and a half thousand pounds or dollars to obviously attend Q school over there, flights, mm-hmm. accommodation. And yeah, I just kind of went for it. I went all in um, and managed to get a card. And then, yeah. I. Um, I so did you play on there. PGA Tour China? Yeah, I did for three years. Yeah, well, Two years, actually, because my first year in 16, it was PGA Tour of China. Then 17, there was, uh, the I think it was the, the Chinese Government or Golf Association blocked the PGA Tour of China from happening. So I did the CGA Tour, which that season you got a full European Tour card if you won the money list. Um, and then 18, it came back, and that was the last year it was actually um, – PGA Tour of China because of all the things that have happened over the last couple of years. Um, So I got out with the right time. Perfect. Um, How'd you, how were you able to get out of there? Did you win? Were you, were you able to lead the money list? My first year in 16, I kind of, I made, well, I made every cut that season, um, but I kept finishing 45th, 30th, not, not putting good results together, but just making cuts and kind of getting my feet wet. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of that season, I think there was like an eight-week stretch where it was eight tournaments in a row, and I finished second, second, seventh, second wow. in my last four events. And I actually finished seventh on the money list that season. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I hadn't entered final stage of cube school when the deadline was, I actually couldn't go to final stage. Oh. Um, so that was kind of a learning curve. And obviously learning the nuances about when you have to enter cube school and where I was on the money list at the time and which stage I could actually enter. So that season I kind of missed out, but then 
came back in 18, um, played the CGA tour, and I actually I doubled my last haul of the last event to miss out on a full European tour card. Um, so I ended up finishing third on the points list that season. So then I obviously had a B in my bonnet um, going into 18, and Charlie Saxon, a good friend of mine, he started off, I think he went win-win second. So his lead was pretty much huge. It was almost like he'd already won the money list. Right. Um, and that season, I think I had five seconds, um, and it came down to the last event, the last round. I didn't know this at the time, mm-hmm. but um, I ended up shooting 64 in the final round, eight under in, in Hong Kong. Damn. Um, and I came second, uh, second, solo second, and Charlie had to finish outside the top 25, tied with four other guys. He finished mm-hmm. 27th, and I finished solo second to obviously win the win the money list in China that season. Wow. Um, to give me fully exempt status in 19 on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. Damn. So you play in the Corn Ferry Tour. You finally get your chance to, you know, to get on the PGA Tour, which, like you said, was your dream to finally play on the PGA Tour. And it was a bit of a rough start. Was was it because was there any was there a nerve factor? Was it just the difference in the talent level? Like what what exactly changed until now where you're really having amazing results? Yeah, I think it's a number of things. Getting used to a different environment, new golf courses, obviously a total different level of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started that season really well. My first event in the Bahamas um, in Exuma, I came. I think I came eleventh. So let me guess the wind was blowing about 35 or 40 miles an hour every single day. Oh yes. It was brutal. <laughs> I played um, that golf course. It's all on the, the back nine's all on the ocean. And I swear it feels like every single hole is crosswind. It never changes. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, the, the three years I've been there, I mean, it's just crazy how windy it is. I mean, just an example, there's a par three in the corner. I think it's, I want to say 13 or 12. Mm-hmm. And it's like 110 yards downhill, mm-hmm. probably 12 to 15 yard downhill. Yep. And it was blown into from, you're right on the ocean. Yep. Um, and I remember hitting five iron from like 90 yards. And what, it was so windy. I was just trying to literally like bump and run a five iron along the floor so the wind wouldn't touch it. <laughs> so here, I'm going to hold crazy. this. I'm going to, it's funny you mentioned that hole. That's me playing that hole right there. <laughs> Okay, yeah, That's there you it. go. Yep. I know exactly what all you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, It's a beautiful golf course, but I swear the flags, I don't know how the flag sticks aren't permanently just bent over because it looks like they're almost about to touch the ground most of the time. Correct, yeah. Um, so I had a good start to my corn free um, season, and but it just, yeah, I don't know. I, I did one of my friends, Caddian, he, um, he used to play professional golf. So he did the first six events um, with me. And then him and his partner at the time um, were having a baby, so he kind of had no choice than to stop caddying. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of scrambled around for a while. Um, I actually employed my current caddy um, for two events, and we finished, I think we had two top 20s, a 16th and a 15th. And then, yeah, he won't mind me saying this, but it was a decision between him and another guy I ended up staying with for two and a half years. So we we did okay. Um, but that, that first season, I actually ended up finishing 81st. So I technically lost my card. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to go back to Q school in, um, 
in Orlando um, at Orange County National. Right. And I was, there's quite a funny story about that as well. So I go back to Q school. Obviously, I still will have some starts in um, 19, uh, you know, 20. Um, but obviously, with the conferee tour, you don't want to be in that um, conditional state. You want to right. have as many guaranteed starts as possible. So I went out um, first round of Q school. And I was four under through 12. Um, and I ended up shooting four over. <laughs> so I went wow. from, I remember looking at the board and not that I was leaderboard checking, but obviously just to see where I was. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I was top 10 at the time. And I ended up, after the round was finished, I was like, I think I was one, 147th. And I was like, yeah. what's just happened? Right. Um, and I mean, that was probably one of the darkest days um, on a golf course for me, just just how deflated I felt after obviously playing really solid and then coming off and having a bit of a nightmare, well, a really big nightmare of a finish. Um, but spoke to my coach. Um, if I was ever close to tears, um, it will have been at that point. I, mean, right. I didn't cry, but I was really close. And <laughs> he just said to me, go and shoot six under, six under, six under, and you won't have nothing to worry about. And I think I shot seven. <laughs> yeah, I shot seven six six. So I kind of. Oh wow. Yeah, um, and ended up finishing. I think thirty seconds. So I had guaranteed myself. Uh, I think it was the first eight events. Mm-hmm. So that was a big turning point as well. And then, obviously, twenty and twenty one was the the COVID super season. Right. Um, in twenty, I played really solid if 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 there was a pga tour cards available in 20 um in portland i would have been inside the top 25 so i was kind of i was yeah i was there or thereabouts and then unfortunately i kind of slipped out i finished i think 40th on the points list in the in the regular super season mm-hmm. and then went to finals um in 2021 and managed to uh, lock my card up in the first two events which was awesome so it's been a long road, as you can tell. It's not easy. And that's why, that's another reason I have an issue with some of the people who are going over to the other side, because to me, it's just the easy way out. And like Tiger said, there is no incentive to dig it out of the dirt. And we're talking to somebody here who has been there, who's dug it out of the dirt and now is seeing success. Now, number 104 in the FedEx Cup has had uh, a, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh this year. Great finishes, leading the U.S. Open after 33 holes, which how difficult was that? I know after 33 holes, then you didn't play that well on Saturday. Is that a nerves thing or is it just golf? Um, Yeah, I mean, I played super, super nice first day, shot three under and was I can't remember exactly where I was, but I think I was inside the top 10. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, um, obviously, the cameras are on me um, every hole. Um, and it's weird. I this I felt so calm um, on, on Friday. I just felt really in control of my game and emotions. And I was just flatlined. And I went out and I think I birdied, I think I was three or four under through the first eight. And obviously, I knew I was leading. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Obviously, the cameras are on me uh, every shot, right. and people are going crazy. And, yeah, I mean, I didn't finish that round how I wanted to, but Saturday was definitely – I mean, it was the hardest day of the four days at the U.S. Open this year. Right. Um, there was I don't think there was any rain on Friday night, so the greens had gotten really crispy. Mm-hmm. And 
the wind blew and it was it was legit US Open conditions. It was really tough. Right. Um and I just struggled. I I just didn't play great and maybe it was I knew obviously having a good result at the US Open and the points and I knew that I could put myself in a better position uh, moving forward. But like you say, I, I can't put my finger if it was nerves. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, obviously sometimes you feel nervous, but I didn't feel like I was super nervous. Um, but yeah, I think I shot 70, I think I shot six or seven over that day. So I kind yeah. of was very deflated after that round, but I knew that I was playing good golf and just to hang in there. And then I managed to back it up on Sunday with a one or two under par, which Give me a, I think a thirtieth position finish, which was nice. Uh, I had all my family there, and everyone had a good time. So yeah, Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt Scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. Yeah, you've had some solid finishes of the 3M, the Rocket Mortgage, the Wyndham. With these solid finishes, Callum. Have you given yourself the confidence that, you know what, I can play on this tour and I've got the game to win on this tour? Yeah, for sure. Um, like you say, I, I, I honestly, I didn't start the season how I wanted to, um, mm-hmm. but I knew my game was in a good position. I really did. Um, it's not like I was shooting millions every week and missing cuts by six, seven. I was missing them by one, two on the number, and which is frustrating at times, but yeah, I think... The turning point might have been the Honda. Um, I managed to have a solid week at the Honda, and that was my first cut made and got some points on the board. And I was like, right, now let's kick on from there. And since then, it's been pretty pretty solid, um, especially the last after the US Open. I mean, my game's been in a really good spot. It has been. So the top 70 advanced next week after this week's event. Uh, you've played the golf course this week there. I know you played a couple of practice rounds. You, you played yesterday. Uh, first round is tomorrow. Um, tell us a little bit about the golf course and do you know exactly where you need to finish to move on to next week? Yeah, the golf course is uh, it's pretty similar to the last few weeks, actually. Um, it's Bermuda. Um, it's actually Zoysia Fairways, Bermuda Greens, so it's and Bermuda Rough, which I personally don't like. I don't think many people like it because <laughs> <laughs> you fly it in the rough and it just sits at the bottom and it's just, right. yeah, it's just... <laughs> try and figure out the best way to get it around the green and make make par. Um, right. But I think there's an emphasis this week on um, hitting fairways. Um, the greens are really small, so if you hit it in the fairways, you're going to have lots and lots of chances. Um, and the way the golf course is set up, all the, the trouble, some golf courses you can kind of, if you hit it a long way, um, you can kind of overpower a golf course. But this one, the trouble just continues as in trees, rough. There's no, there's no bailout. Um, so you've got to hit, got stand up and hit golf shots. So right. I think if I can drive it in the fairway this week, I'll be in, I'll be in good shape. Um, Cause right now it just feels like my game's in a spot where I haven't got big misses at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, a real good understanding of what the ball's doing. So I'm hitting plenty of good shots. I mean, in practice today, I, I played pretty nicely and, um, yeah, I'm excited what the week brings, but I honestly don't know where I have to finish to get to next week. Um, and you obviously need to make up th- 34 slots. So, but if, if you have a high finish, you could make up way more than 34 slots and, and put yourself in a really nice position for next week. Yeah. Um, and I believe, is it, I think there's double points this week or something. Someone was telling me. 
I think that's how it works. I just know that the next 70 advance next week. So right now you're yeah. at 104. So 34 slots up will get you into next week's event, but a really high finish, you know, you, you put another top 10 together, like you've been doing, uh, hell that'll put you, you know, comfortably in the next week and then give you a real chance at the tour champ. Yeah. Um, and over the last few weeks, I feel as though there's just a couple of things that have happened that haven't allowed me to, um, like really, really be, I mean, I've been in contention, but like really sniff that lead and, mm -hmm. and take the golf tournament. Um, I feel as though me and my caddy are figuring, um, figuring things out like really well at the moment. So as long as I can eliminate the, just these basic errors or just, just things that happen in golf, three puts from, yeah. you know, and cool. getting up and down at the right time. Um, I think, by the end of the week, if I play like I have been, I might have a chance. Yeah, which, like you say, I mean, that's what I'm here for. I mean, we all, you know, we all play golf, and we all re obviously <laughs> a much different level than the level that you're playing at. I'm not by any means comparing our games, but we all play golf. And you know, sometimes your score doesn't dictate where you're at in the game. Sometimes yeah. you can be you can be shooting a high number, but feel like you're so close. It's just a little bit off and then vice versa. Sometimes you don't hit it very well, but you get a lot out of your round. And so you're saying that right now you feel like you're really, really close to putting some good rounds together. Yeah. Um, I mean, over the last few weeks, a couple of great examples, I think final round of three M um, I was three over through nine and managed to come back in five under um, similar I think it was final round of Rocket Mortgage. I shot seven under, which obviously moved me up a bunch of spots. And then last mm -hmm. week, I shot 20, uh, I think 29 on the back nine. So six under on the back nine. I was level par going out. Nothing really happening. Missed a couple of chances. And then all of a sudden, I, it just started happening. And that's the that's the beauty of the game, you know. And I feel as though my game at the moment, I'm, I'm making a lot of birdies, um, yeah. which is always a good sign. So I've just got to, eliminate them little mental errors at times. And, uh, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll be in a good spot. I mean, is this a week where making pars is not going to cut it? You're going to have to go out and make some birdies, take some chances. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, with the greens being fairly small, I mean, you know how good people are on the PGA tour. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. It um, is ridiculous. Someone, someone's going to be, someone's going to be shooting 20 under, um, for sure. So yeah, I think, the emphasis for me this week's hitting them fairways and then being aggressive to uh, these greens because, like you say, if you hit the centre of the greens this week, you're going to have a lot of chances. Um, <clears throat> and if there's, like you say, there's always tucked flags on the PGA Tour, but right. I think if you can just navigate your way around picking, picking good targets, I think, yeah, you'll have plenty of chances and plenty of birdies will come. Now, with you being at 104 and being in, in the top 125 as the season finishes, you are secured your card for next year, correct? Yes. So you're in for next year for most of the events. How exactly does that work? Um, I honestly don't know. Um, I've been told that we'll, I'll get more events than I did this year. I'll be able to pick a schedule. So the likes of the players, waste management. Oh, nice. Um, I'm not sure about the invitationals like Bay Hill, Memorial. Um, it, it, I'll be close. And obviously mm -hmm. the higher I finish up in the FedEx Cup, the more chance I'll have to get in these events. Right. So I'm just pretty pumped about being able to pick my schedule. Have you played TPC Sawgrass here where the players is? Yes. I, I actually used to practice there quite a lot. So I'll, Oh, I'll did you really? Play. We're like, I, I'm literally like four miles from there right now where I'm actually in Ponte Vedra. 
Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So you mentioned caddies a couple of times. And I noticed that. And caddy has been a big um, topic lately. I know uh, yesterday Ricky Fowler moved on from his caddy that he's been with for years and years. <laughs> Will Zelatoris uh, parted with his caddy, uh, I believe, in the middle of the in the middle of the uh, golf tournament last week at the mm-hmm. uh, at the Wyndham. So, so how important? And you mentioned that you had a caddy. He went some somewhere else. Now he's back with you. How truly important is the caddy player relationship on the tour? And what, what causes that to go south and cause guys to split? Yeah, it's huge. Um, I mean, I've had some good guys. I've had, I think, four caddies work for me in my life uh, in, in the professional game. And they've all, they've all helped me along the way, which I'm very grateful for. Thanks, caddies, for for uh, for being there for me and obviously helping me out. But I think... I think over time, it's like anything. If you spend, we spend a lot of time with these guys, um, and if at times the relationship does get does get stressed with, if things aren't going your way and you're making some mistakes, so I think that's that's a huge part of it. Um, I, in the past, I've I've actually had caddies who I've been really close to off the golf course, mm-hmm. but I think for me, I need that balance of having my own time. Um, as just just me time um, and being away from my caddy, but the guy I've got right now, Ryan uh, Ryan Boshov, and he's 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 such a great dude. Uh, we're very similar, um, quite laid back, and we we gel really well. Um, he was a funny one. I can't remember where. Oh, it was in the it was the Valspar. I was playing really solid golf and ended up missing the cut by one. Um, long story short, I, I hit a hit driver on this drivable par four and hit a tree and the spotters couldn't find my golf ball in the rough. So I had to go back and he actually thought his job was in jeopardy um, after that week. And I told him, I was like, dude, the job's yours for as long as you want it. Uh, Cause he's such a good dude. And I think that gave him peace of mind. But like you say, I mean, I don't know where he got that feeling from um, right. of thinking he was going to get fired. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that I think it's just that we spend so much time with, with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's sometimes it's a stressful environment. You're trying, we're all trying to make money and points, and um, the decisions along the way are really important. So, I think it's yeah, it's 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 a strange um, it's a strange narrative to explain. But yeah, um, like you say, some people need change in regards to the caddies. Like we, I know Will, him and his him and his guy have had a great run. I mean, ridiculous right. run anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron Young I mean he had a great run with his caddy and obviously changed and yeah I don't, I don't know Ricky so um, I, I just that's news to me you've just told me that that's yeah, yeah they've been together a long time they just announced today they've they've split and gone their separate ways I don't know who's going to caddy for Ricky I know he made he's Mr. 125 this week there so he'll play this week with you know and, and need a really good round and a good finish to get to 70 but I'm not sure what he'll do moving on I can't imagine that his guy will have a hard time finding another bag but it is, it's a very stressful situation. And, and when there are times where there is lots of slow play on the golf course, and I know that's a, that's a real uh, sticking point for you. It's kind of up to the caddy to kind of talk to you and keep you going when that, when that slow play is getting in your head. And I've noticed something when it, whether it was, maybe it was the John Deere or maybe it was uh, the U S open that there wasn't a lot of your shots on TV because it seems like when they tried to get to you, you were hitting. So yeah. is is slow play something that that bothers you? Has it been a problem on the tour? 
Yeah, massively. Um, I, I honestly think it's getting worse. Um, and for myself, being in the corn ferry category, um, obviously there's different waves of tea times and being in the corn ferry category, you always get the back end of the either the morning wave or the afternoon wave. So I'm always at the back end of that wave. And, I mean, over the last few weeks, it's been so painful. It's just it's ridiculous, really. But I honestly don't know what they're doing to fix this, to, to, to make the game quicker, because it's... I mean, the last few... I think one round last week took... 5.50, 5 hours, 50 minutes to play golf. That's and that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's way too long. Um, I love being, I love the weekend when it's two balls off one tee because it feels like that's that's the pace of play I like to play at. Um, mm-hmm. Usually get round in around four hours. Um, I would personally like to play quicker. <laughs> but when it's these five and a half, six hour rounds, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I mean... Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. Have you You'll had any rounds? Way. Have you had any rounds on the tour? Uh, it looked like at the John Deere, there was some, some impatience going on. Um, and once again, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's just that some people like to get into a rhythm and it's yeah. impossible to get into a rhythm. If you're, if, if one of your playing partners is extremely slow, that might be their rhythm, but it's not your rhythm. Yeah. And obviously these last few events, there's a lot on the line. So I don't know if guys think taking longer is going to help them, but I'm the total, total opposite. I'm a kind of guy, get get the number and just go. Um, but yeah, John Deere was an example. I think it was the final round in twosomes. Yeah, it was it was just slow. And like you said, these guys are trying to f- catch my shots on TV, but as soon as the guy I'm playing with is already he's hit, I'm in. Before the ball's landed, I'm probably about to pull the trigger. Um, so it's kind of difficult for the guys who are trying to obviously... Um, catch my shots on TV and I had a lot of messages at the US Open why asking me why I wasn't sure and I said well I don't know maybe it's because I like to play quick and get on with it and they haven't got time to get near me you know um, which I don't mean to not be on TV but I like to play at my pace you know right what's the fix for that is there a fix is is the fix to start is is the because how can, can you dock one player and not the other or do you dock the group how does that work well, you've got to, I think, I, th- I honestly personally think um, it's the same culprits week in, week out. And the amount of times I've had a rules official come up to me and say, drive up to the group, look at me and either nod or wink because they know it's not me that's holding the group up mm-hmm. and then go to the other players and tell them that they're on a, they've, they've been warned. Um, I mean, it happens nearly every week. So I think the rules officials know who the slow players are but for me they're not doing enough about it um i I don't think there's anyone this year being fined or docked for slow play Um, are some players worse than others are there some guys that are just worse every single week oh 100 and you see when you're paired with them that you're like oh goodness here we go yeah 100 i don't want to name names but i know with guys who have played with in the past who's slow and who's not and i think they honestly know themselves they probably don't like playing with me because I'm quick. 
Right. Right. Because I'm going to put, I'm, I'm almost going to put pressure on them to speed up because I'm trying to play at my pace. Um, I'm so not. It's, it's, I, I, I'm not not paying attention to you. I'm trying to Google the final round of the John Deere to see who you played with. Is actually what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh, okay, I know who I played with. <laughs> I, I don't want you to say anybody's name and start a problem. I'm just looking to see who it was because I have in my mind who some of the slow players are, and yep. and 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 once again, I don't know if they're the same people that you guys know, but you know because you're out there, you're actually playing in the event. Yeah, um, and it's funny. I mean it gets brought up every week, especially when we're in these six hour rounds, we're talking, we're talking between us um, about the slow play, but like you say, nothing ever seems to happen. And right. these rule changes with leaving the flag in um, and three minutes to look for a golf ball that hasn't sped up play on the PGA tour. No, right. no. no way. That hasn't helped. Um, and personally, I don't believe three minutes is long enough. Um, to look for a golf ball on the PGA Tour, especially with everything that's riding on um, the results and people's careers. Right. Um, that's not the answer. Definitely not. No. And also, let's be but honest. I, I just looked up the round four tee times. I'm not going to say who it is. But uh, in, the, in, in that, you were in, the, you were in the second to last group. There's a lot riding on that. And I can see why you want to be in your rhythm and you want to play when you're ready to hit the golf ball. And, and if the other person needs more time, if it is within the realm of time, that's fine. But once it gets too long, something has to be done to where there are consequences when you are slowing down play for all the groups behind you. When you're the second to last group, you're slowing down the leaders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that final round, I think it was on the sixth hole. Uh, he, the, the guy I played with had some trouble, but um, on one of the holes, but we, we were way behind. We were two holes behind. And um, that's when the rules official came up to me and, just nodded and winked and said, don't worry, you, you're doing fine. And then gave the guy a warning, um, which I, did and then I asked him after the warning, did, what, what, no, could you tell the difference? No, no difference. No, I asked him, I said, what did he say? And he said, Oh, nothing. He just said to be, uh, just to try and get back in position. But I asked the rules official, did you warn him? He's like, yes. So he kind of, he kind of lied that he hadn't been warned. Right. Um, right. Exactly. probably to, to, uh, I don't know, um, just say that he wasn't being slow, but we were two, three holes behind in a twosome on a Sunday. Like you said, that's not good enough. No, that's not um, good. They need to, for me, they need to start dishing out either monetary fines or points fines. What if you I just took they, shots away? What if you, what if you die, you know, yeah. you, you, you are so far behind. Here's your warning. This is the clock. If you don't play in this amount of time, you're going to, you know, we're, we're going to add a shot. I think if they start adding shots, I think you'll see a difference. I do as well um, because I'm shots, not sure if fining is the answer. He's, I mean, do you, you no. don't have to find an astronomical amount of money for it to matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and at the end of the day, some of these guys who are slow, the money, money, money's not going to do anything. You know, they can afford no. to pay the fines, and over the course <laughs> of a season, if they stick to their process, they probably think, well, I'm probably going to make that up in either points or money, so I can afford to pay it. But right. you start docking shots. Um, that gets points, money, and stroke. So it's all three in one, which I think will or would help. But I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's something. Obviously, something. Have you brought that up to somebody on the pack? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I have. I've played with a few guys on the pack, but I, I think it's, I think it's uh, above that. You know, um, yeah. it comes from at the end of the day, it comes from rules officials as well. I mean, I don't want to dig them out, but half the time they're sat in the trees on the phones. 
You know what I mean? I mean, it's true. It's 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 true. And yeah, they're not pay, they're not paying enough attention for me. I mean, it's just not good enough. Right. Speaking of everything else going on with the tour, so just this past week, a lot gone on. This live thing's been going on for a while. Uh, this past mm-hmm. week, they have now filed a lawsuit. Three guys in particular, Gooch, Swafford, and Matt Jones, have filed. Uh, they want a uh, injunction to be able to play this week in the event. As of right now, while I'm talking to you, that has not been approved. They will not be able to play this week. Yeah. What is the talk going on in the locker room? I know it has changed from when Liv first started to where we are now. So now there's the lawsuit. Players really seem to have been more upset because the lawsuit has been filed. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, definitely. Um, I went to the um, the open questions with Commissioner Monaghan um, and Andy Pazner in 3M. I actually went because I was interested. And obviously at the time, I was in that position where I didn't know what was going to happen with the guys who joined Live in regards to the FedEx Cup and things like that. So I kind of went just to to get an answer for that. But in that meeting, I mean, by the sounds of it, all these players, they don't want these players to play on the PGA Tour at all. Um, they feel as though they're, they're double dipping. Uh, obviously, they've signed with Live for astronomical amounts of money. And then they want to come back and reap the rewards of obviously the PGA Tour platform, um, the FedEx Cup bonuses that are available. So it's double dipping. And the, the, by the by, this what I've heard in the locker room and just from plays, caddies, yeah, they the, the don't want them to be out here. Right, and and that's been my my stand on on along. If you want to go, go. And to the guys that have yeah. gone, that's fine, go. But then to want to come back and then double dip out of it, that's where the issue is. To the guys who have stayed, you, all the other guys who have stayed on the PGA Tour. These guys knew when they made the decision to go that that decision was going to warm, was going to result in uh, being banned, fines, and whatnot, and they still went. But then to now come back and try to sue just seems to me like exactly what you said. It seems double dipping. And remember, when you're suing the PGA Tour, you're not suing the tour; you're actually suing the players. Well, exactly, and that's the most disappointing thing because after speaking. Well, listening to the the questions uh, proposed to Jay in these open open talks, like you say, that money comes out of the 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 pri- well the prize pool and the money that's generated for the players. Yeah, so they're technically taking money away from us um, because all these fees for lawyers and um, like you say, that has to come from somewhere. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, we, we are the players are the PGA Tour, so it's. It's disappointing. I heard Scotty say it. Um, Scotty Scheffler say it this morning in his press conference. Um, he's disappointed, and all the players are disappointed. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy, really. I mean, it, it, it's. I think it's gonna it's gonna drag on for a while. If I'm being honest, um, it is. It is, and now today. Uh, actually, j- just yesterday, we got some breaking news that it sounds like Cameron Percy was talking to a Melbourne TV station, a uh, radio station, and he said that Cam Smith and Mark Leishman are gone, which seems weird because, as you know, Cam Smith just won the Open. He's there this week, supposed to play this week. It seems a little strange to come want to play that event, knowing that you've obviously maybe he hasn't signed the contract yet. He definitely hasn't hit a ball yet. I don't know what the what the technical when you technically have gone, if you have to hit a shot or if you have to sign a contract, but it yeah. just seems a little weird. Do you think that's going to make for some tense 
uh, interactions with Cam Smith and other players if he has, in fact, signed on with Live Golf and now still playing the PGA Tour event. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of who's going, and there's obviously rumors every week of mm-hmm. new players who are, who are going to sign. And But here's what's weird. Most of the rumors, when you hear the rumor of a player, nine times out of ten, they're it's, really going. They go, which is exactly. It seems strange. The only ones that I think I've heard was the the the, the Kalamurakawa rumor ended up not being true. He didn't go. I've heard another few, but you know when we heard Reed, when we heard Bubba, when we heard DJ, when we hear these other rumors, these guys do end up going. Um, and obviously, when the FedEx Cup is done, I think we're going to see a few more go. Yeah, I do as well. Um, and obviously, there's things like the Presidents Cup um, coming up. Um, I think you might see more leave after that. It's 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 crazy, and like you say, I I don't even know what to say about it. It's 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 crazy. These guys obviously they've come out and said they're leaving so they can play less golf. But I mean, there's only one reason they're leaving. I mean, it's it's all down to money. Simple as that. Right, Callum, have you been approached? I have not. You have not. Nope. Is it something you would be interested in, or are you happy on the PGA Tour? No, I'm happy. I mean, like I said earlier, I always wanted to get to the PGA Tour and play on the PGA Tour. I want to do that. I want to play majors, and I want to have a successful on the PGA Tour. Um, so I'm happy, absolute 100% happy. And, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly can't. Um, to golfers listening out there or aspiring professionals, how good the PGA Tour is, it's so good. It, the golf courses, we get looked after. Um, the organization of things. Yes, there's a few things that could be better, and we all know that. But I think I think the PGA Tour uh, as a whole are trying to address these things that they can get better at. And um, yeah, the, in time, it's yeah. But for me, it's it's it's. I love it. I really do. That's awesome. I love to hear that. That's awesome. Well, good luck this week at the uh, at your first event there, the first playoff event. Excuse me. Uh, and hopefully have a great finish, move up those 34 places to uh, play next week at the BMW because, I mean, this is the playoffs. This is time to do it. You can uh, kind of set yourself up nicely for next year. Do you plan on playing some of the fall series events? Yeah, um, I'm going to play as, as many as I can. Um, just looking at the schedule that was released last week, yeah, I plan on starting in Napa and um, playing playing quite a few of the fall, fall events um, because a couple of reasons. One. I played them this year, well last year, and um, I know the golf courses. Obviously, didn't quite work out, but I feel as though I've got a, I've got a good chance on them golf courses. There's not one that didn't suit me as a as a player, and uh, I'm excited to get back there. That's awesome. Before we let you go, we'll do a quick emergency nine holes. I'm going to ask you nine quick questions, and you just give me the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Here we go. The uh, best ball striker on the PGA Tour. Zalatoris. The your favorite sports team or athlete? Liverpool Football Club. Okay. Uh, your go-to food on the road? Thai Thai food. Okay. I don't. Are you going to find any of that in Memphis this week? I'm not sure. Probably, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. But I always seem to find there's all there always is a Thai in all the places we go. So I, I probably will. Nice. Uh, most famous phone number in your cell phone. Oh, that is a great. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I'd probably say uh, this Tyrrell Hatton. 
Okay, I'll take that. Terrell's listen. I'll take Terrell. Uh, player you'd most be nervous with to be paired on the PGA Tour, and there's only one name you can't say because everybody says the same name. Other other than Tiger Woods, who would you most be nervous with to be paired on a tour? Do they have to be playing right now? As in active or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why? Who else? Well, I'd say someone like Jack or Arnie. You know. Oh yeah. But, um, I would say most. Who would I be most nervous? I I don't think I would be. Really? No, I I honestly don't. I mean, the, obviously, well, no, I honestly don't think I would be. All right, cool. If uh, if you weren't a pro golfer, what would you be doing? Um, I'd be a professional soccer player. All right. Uh, dumbest thing you've heard or seen from a pro am partner. <laughs> Or a fan. I'll even give you that. Or a fan. Dumbest thing you've seen a fan do. Um, I actually had some long hair earlier this season, and someone shouted, I love the lettuce. <laughs> 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 Which was, cracked me up. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, in the gym, cardio or weights? Both. Both. All right. Uh, and last but not least, Music on the golf course, yes or no, and what genre? Yes, and genre, anything. I'll, I'm I'm across the spectrum. I keep wishing, you know, I, I I wish you could like, you know, put a little put a little Bluetooth speaker in your bag and have some tunes playing on the tour. But I know that ain't ever happening. <laughs> well, that that would be nice, and then maybe like a a limit of how many beers you can have each nine or a choice of drink that you can take with you because oh, if, that's, if that's the case, John Daly's coming back on the PGA tour. If that's the case. Exactly. I mean, I think I'd perform really well at like maybe two and a half or three beers a nine. Okay. All right. That's not bad. Yeah. So you'd yeah. be better off that way. Well, I don't know if I'd be better off, but I'd, I'd definitely be more, I'd be more free. <laughs> you'd have more fun. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Callum, man. Thank you so much, man. I tell you what, we will, we will definitely be pulling for you this week. Uh, there at the FedEx and, uh, good good luck this week and and good luck hopefully next week. And then moving on into the fall series. And we will, uh, we'll definitely talk to you again next year. Thank you very much for having me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And uh, I like doing these things. So yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon.